Abed and all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hi, folks. Old Man Grognard here. How are you doing? I hope you're doing well, and welcome to Saturday. So, I've been thinking, I've got the Monday game coming up. And I'm also working on my campaign, on my convention game for North Texas. And, you know, I've mentioned this before. And I was thinking about something today that I've never really used. The reason I haven't used more of it is because it's very tricky to do. Cutscenes. Now, there's varying opinions. I heard about this in some some blog post many, a few years ago about how to do cutscenes in RPGs like they have in video games. Now, I know that cutscenes themselves are controversial. Some people like them, some people hate them. So, we'll just go with that premise. Now, for my experience, I know a cutscene when I see it. I I haven't played all that many video games, but I am a film buff and I've seen many, many movies where I recognize a cutscene. And what I mean about a cutscene in the movie is, see, okay, l- let me go back. Let me go back a bit. In drama, in literature, there are viewpoints. And there's the first-person view, second-person view, third-person view. Third-person view is the most common. First-person view is the character the main character's viewpoint. So you're following them going through the story. They're getting the information. Um, Raymond Chandler does this a lot with Philip Morrow. I mean, he does this all with Philip Morrow. It's all first-person narrative. So then you have second-person where it's another character interacting with other people, observing what's going on and may get caught up in the action. Third-person is just the narrator, just talking, you know, talking to the audience, saying this is what happens, meanwhile here, meanwhile there, type of thing. It's it's your usual book setup. You're tell, the author is telling you a story about these characters. And you can see why that's the most common, because second person, I don't ever see viewed, used hardly at all. But first person narrative is used. And the hardest thing about first-person narrative is because you're looking at it from the viewpoint of the main character or whoever character, whoever's telling the story, you, you can't show what they don't know. In other words, they are experiencing the story along with you. You are the character. And you won't know anything unless they witness it or they figure it out or something like that. A uh, second-person narrative, about the only one I can think of is Sherlock Holmes, because it's all to- told from the point of view of Dr. Watson, because he's the one writing these cases up. And that's a good example of a second person, which is, ra- like I said, rarely used. So, video games tend to have cutscenes also, and movies have cutscenes, and there's different difference between that and doing it for a role-playing game. The reason being is these cutscenes are being shown to the either the player of the video game or the audience. 
And that's a vital difference because you have a table full of players and you've got to be very careful with your cutscenes because in a movie or a video game, the, the, the people involved, the audience and the player, they can't do anything about it. They just watch it and then they go on with the game. They, they play the game or they watch the movie, especially movies and TV. You're watching it. You are outside the action watching it. So you're, you're, you're an observer. You can't do anything other than enjoy whatever entertainment it is. With players, a table full of players, they can do something about it unless you make it clear that this is not happening. Or not that not happening, but I mean, this is done in a way where they will not just jump up and go, go stop the bad guy or whatever. Also, my, my fear is always cutscenes will re reveal parts of the plot that I don't want to be revealed. So that's why I said cutscenes are very, very tricky to do. They should be vague. They should sort of point the direction, maybe even give a clue to what's going on if somebody's paying attention. And even then, if the character, you know, if the, if the player, when they get to the point of the climax, and he's, oh, I know this because I watched the cutscene. You know, because I and he figured it out. Even that's, I, I even have trouble with that. Because I'm glad they are bright enough to figure this out. But at the same time, your character doesn't know that unless there's that, unless you can, you know, justify it how your character would know that. So, cutscenes, like I said, are kind of tricky and complex. But if you use them right, they can be invaluable. Because a, a, a table full of players is almost do, like having doing a first-person narrative. You can do a cutscene, just make sure they know, you know, this, you're not here, but this is going on. And it's got to be something where it may have a, an effect on the plot, but nothing... Nothing. You're not giving any. You're not giving a lot, a, too much away. Not giving anything away. You're not tipping your hand. So you've got to be aware and wary of that. I'm sure there's ways of doing. That. And you know what? You know where cutscenes work great at. If you start the game with a cutscene. If you start the game, where it's like a. It's like a cold open on a on a TV show, kind of like Law and Order or one of the other ones where they do a they do a short scene that leads up into the adventure. I you know what the game I found perfect for this was Ghostbusters. I I love doing it in Ghostbusters because that's how they started the original movie in that library. Remember with the ghost. And so I tend to, whenever I run Ghostbusters, I come up with a cutscene that sort of leads into the adventure I'm doing. Now, cutscenes during the game, I, I'm still trying to figure out how to do. You, they're, not, they're not something you can, to me, they're not something you can do off the cuff. You got you to gotta prep them. You got to do it with the rest of the prep. My Ghostbusters games, I usually go all out and I use my soundboard on my tablet and I usually have some kind of weird thing going on 
sound effect or what okay for instance the one i did how dry i am about all the alcohol disappearing i recorded a a thing an intro and basically i based it at a frat party on a college campus and these two guys going around the side of the house because they had the stella arto which is the good beer everybody's drinking like you know they're drinking keggers and stuff. Oh, I got some of the good stuff. They're all the, the other, and the other thing. And the two characters drink. And the third one, they hand it to him. They hand him the bottle of the bottle. They hear the bottle smash. And they turn around and look. And there's the third guy f- totally on the ground, fainted. And there's this big fat ghost in a toga. And it, they dropped it. And he, he just looks at some and says, well, what do you know? It's flat. And then he does his, his and that leads right into the Ghostbusters theme. And that's how I start the show. That's how I start the game. And it really gets, cutscenes at the beginning can really get suck people into the game. It's like doing stuff in Media Ray in the middle of things, where you start in the middle of something, and then you resolve it, and okay, this is what happened, and now you're here, you're doing this. I love stuff doing like that. And also in cutscenes, you can actually get the players involved. If you do, like, say, a beginning of adventure cutscene, you can get like I got I got people I got some guys to play a couple of the a couple of the frat guys. That was fun. Uh, the one about um, uh, what was it called? One called Ragnarok by Baby started in New Jersey on the other side of New York, where this guy was making out with a girl, and her father shows up at the car, and then out of out of the out of the, the ocean, out of the channel, come, come these Viking ghosts. And she screams, Ghostbuster theme, everybody. And they're in it. They are in it. And so I had, like, one guy play the father, one guy play the kid. And I just sort of ad-libbed the girl. And it worked great. Those kind of things were great. So think about doing, like, a cut scene at the beginning, either the beginning of the adventure or the beginning of your session. Because it really sets the mood and it can get the characters in fast. So take that, use it in good health. I'm going to go start my day. So if you want to talk to me about this or anything else, you can drop me an email at oldmangrognar.gmail.com or you can give me a voicemail at Anchor. We are subsidized. <laughs> subsidized. We are monetized. And so as little as 99 cents a month, you can help support this program and I would thank you. Thank you, Oliver, again and Jonathan again for supporting my program. I thank you. Until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air.